0: Welcome to the podcast. Just saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. And today we're going to talk about defining the word virtual. If you're new to the podcast, I'm really happy that you're here. And if you've been here before, welcome back. As you may know, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less, and also a book called Noise, Living and Leading When Nobody Can Focus. My business, The Brief Lab, is really about helping people become lean communicators, clear and concise. And today we're going to talk about virtual. You hear this term a lot now, Uh, virtual meetings, uh, virtual sessions, everything's virtual, virtual, virtual. And I'm bringing this up because we are starting to do these ourselves. Yet I suspect that that term may imply something that it's not. I'm not against using it, but I think it may be misleading. And that's why I want to do a podcast on it. When we think of the term virtual, we may uh, need to go back to the dictionary almost and And look at like what are the synonyms or antonyms like what is it similar right virtual Um, and then what is the opposite okay so if you think about virtual it'd be like the opposite of real so it's somehow not real it's not it's not actual it's not present it's not authentic it's not genuine it's not real it's not true Um, and the term virtual sort of a blanket statement and when people are talking about virtual learning right now, it can be misleading to think that it's somehow false or less than real. It might be seen as a, a copy or an imitation or facsimile. And none of that actually is 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 close to the mark. When it comes to some of the things that people are doing right now, um, specifically in video conferencing, I... I did a podcast on this recently, kind of looking back at my career as a tech marketer, helping to promote that technology nearly two decades ago, and what we're seeing right now is really fundamentally um, was unimaginable then, unimaginable. The, the, The quality, the consistency, the simplicity, the affordability, how pervasive it is, it really is a very different world. And it would be unfortunate if people use using the term virtual were to somehow look at it as like a very very distant second place um, alternative or option, and really hoping and waiting for in person. and And I'm not going to argue between if in person is better than 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 a virtual session. Um, That's that's in my opinion it's silly. Um, If I think about the term virtual. I think it's an okay term, but it, I think that if if you talk about having a conversation with somebody, we don't argue about if it's better to have a conversation in person than on a cell phone. And I don't talk about a cell phone conversation as being virtual because I'm actually talking to somebody. Okay, So it's not an imitation. It's not a copy. It's my voice. You just can't see me in that conversation. So we don't argue over... Okay, but you really should have an in-person conversation versus a conversation on cell phone. They're just options or alternatives, and I think the same thing is true that we're seeing now, and that's the reason why I wanted to talk about it today. So, <clears throat> when we when we look at this term, um, I think the the one of the issues is, um, well, what do we actually mean? What are we trying to say? And and I'm looking at Zoom or um, some of these other platforms that you might be familiar with. And I think the first thing is the better term that I've heard is online live. And that term really is a, it's a better distinction. In the courses that we teach that are virtual brief courses are really online live experiences. So they're online, but they're live. So you see the instructor and the participants see each other. It's live. Um, they talk. You can hear them. It is um a high-quality online live experience. So our courses, technically, are online live courses. And I'm excited about the advent of this, um, th- these platforms and this op- opportunity, albeit accelerated and we're pushed into it because of, of a crisis and a pandemic. But we should still look at this as a platform and an opportunity for, for us to learn and to, and to reach and to connect with each other in what turns out to be in some instances, significantly better. And I want to share with you some of my some of my experiences and leading some courses recently in this way. And I've done I've done video conferencing before. Like I said, I've been on video conferencing for years, and people have done VTCs. But this is this is a platform for learning for us that is 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 new, it's 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 exciting, and I think it's really powerful. Um, So going to the online live course way of looking at it, um, don't let virtual push people away like, okay, this is a a copy or a distant second place. It's actually not. Um, Let me walk you through some of my observations as an instructor, and I share the sentiments of my colleague Charlie Thornton and other people on our team here who have delivered these. Um, the The first is that you're seeing and hearing each other live. So your 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 the, the quality of the video, the quality of the audio, is is spot on. And I'm comparing it to 20 years ago, and the bandwidth, and and really it is is quite good. Now you might be bandwidth constrained or using a technology that is not so great, but the but the but Zoom and some of the ones that I've been using are quite are, are really good. So you're really seeing each other and hearing each other at the same time. Um, it allows us to converse. So we're talking to each other. We're having conversations um, back and forth. Um, there's a there's oh, an ability to do that together, just like we would do in the classroom, but there's also an ability to do it, and this is one of the reasons I love Zoom, is that you have a breakout session. So now I can, I can, I can put small teams together in a breakout, and they talk to each other individually, and they're actually having a real conversation about the topic that I asked them to do. So in that sense, it's calling it a virtual conversation is not, in fact, the case because it's a real conversation, and they're really having a discussion, and it's meaningful and um, and productive. The third thing is, and this is what really surprised me about this online live course, this, this platform approach, is it really surprised me, the, 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 the chat function. Now, I'm, we think about chatting, and it's like, okay, we're chatting, and we're instant messenger, and we're WhatsApp, or whatever chat program you use, or um, texting, but the chat function in these platforms is, is really cool because it does a number of things. Number one is it allows the participants to all answer a question at the same time so if i'm teaching a course of 20 people and i ask a question like okay um you know who's buried in grant's tomb or where is the where is the golden gate bridge located in a classroom one person would raise their hand and you know you would get one answer and you have to go around the room to kind of get everybody to hear it from everybody in the chat function i can ask the question okay after you watch this video of this person talking, talk. tell me the three biggest mistakes that he made. And within you know, 30 to 60 seconds of people reflecting on that, I get everybody, boom, answering that question at the same time. And I could scan the chat box and look at the answers and start bunching them and grouping them into categories of rankings real time. That is, is very, very difficult to do in a classroom. And as an instructor, I want, to, I want everybody to be engaged. In in the classroom, sometimes the person raises their hand first, gets called on, and the other person doesn't talk. And people kind of become a little bit like, all right, the active uh, extroverts talk more and the introverts don't. And it makes it more difficult. The chat function changes that immediately. So I have an, I have participants that are using that and going to that. The second thing about the chat function in this I, online live course approach is... There's some degree of anonymity. It's not complete, but but you can say things. And even though your name is associated to it, people feel safe. Um, In a classroom, you might have a person that wants to say something, but they don't feel safe or there's not a time for them to say something. The chat function creates this almost democratic, immediate way for people to correspond and communicate with the instructor and the group in a way that, quite honestly, isn't possible nearly as much in a classroom. Another thing that the chat function really surprised me is it gave me the ability to give control to the participants to do what amounts to like real-time voting. So we would do exercises in our courses, and we would have somebody do a briefing on like an article they read the night before, and they give a three-minute briefing in the article. And I would ask, okay, everybody in the, in the, in the course, go into your chat bump, uh, function and type in a hit hit and miss. What do you like? What should we keep? What should we change? And everybody's, everybody's commenting. So instead of waiting their turn, they're actually providing peer-to-peer evaluation, which is really powerful to hear your peers briefly comment on what what, what worked and what didn't. And, and even going deeper in that, I, I as the instructor would hear things and notice things that were really effective. Then I would, I would ask or I'd po- almost poll the participants, what words were the most memorable in that particular segment And then they would say, it, and I would tell the person who said, it. see that those things that you were saying that you prepared, notice how they're hearing it now. So that function of chat, the the immediacy, how it can hit everybody, the period, all those things became to me like really surprising in, in, in super exciting ways of, of, of teaching. And, And then finally, for me in the online live kind of what we'll call generically virtual, um, Approach was giving people silence somehow is good. Like in classrooms, it feels a little awkward, but you mute people and you can give people two minutes to think about something and I can say something and ask people to reflect and it doesn't feel weird. Like it, it, they're focused on the course it, they're not as distracted. They're they're, but I'm I give them a, an assignment, and when the room gets quiet, it feels a little odd. But in in an online live environment, it doesn't feel weird at all. It actually feels it, quite quite nice. Um, so th- those are some observations. I'm excited about it. I, I don't look at it as sort of a fad or a phase. Um, going back to you know nearly two decades ago when I started looking at this. Um, I experienced this as an instructor and I am really, I'm committed to it. I think it's, I think it is a very powerful, um, alternative, additional method, a way to reach people, um, a way to have people maybe do it from home where they're really focused instead of doing it for an entire day in a classroom. Maybe I, like I I this class I taught last week or two weeks ago was, you know, nine to 12 in the morning for four straight days. You know, and and people were really dialed in, and they were engaged. There was, a, in, in in many regards, the same course had a significantly higher level of participant engagement. People were really into it. They were they were actively engaged in the class. They weren't tuning out, like maybe you would experience in a webinar or something, which is more passive. They were really engaged, and the feedback was was pretty excited to see that. So, in in many regards, um, it really is this online live or A.K.A. virtual. Um, it's a real experience. It's a really engaging experience. It was authentic. It was powerful um, that I believe deeply gives us an equivalent option, another option, so to speak. It's not an either or. It's an and, in my opinion, looking, looking at this. So so when I'm looking at this, I, I want you to consider that this, is, this isn't a fatter phase, but a new chapter in learning and collaboration for everyone. Just say.